hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin. The only podcast where if we were to if if we were to change what the church requires you to say in wedding vows after in sickness and in health, we would say it without Funkin and in Munkin. I'm your coach, Jay Christie, joins always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Uh, you know, God, that's so good because now I actually might write that into my vows the next time. <clears throat> so yeah, yes, not congratulations to Andre, I, yes, who just yes. got married uh, last. That's why he was out. That's why we didn't do a, thir- a Friday episode. Um, not that that's the most important part of what happened to him last week, but that's for the Munkin fans. Um, I yeah, tried yeah, to think yeah. of a wedding one, and I, that's the best I could do. Uh, so I apologize. Has there been a wedding episode? There has been. Yes, right? of course. There's been Mr. Monk goes to a wedding. God, who was the murder in that one again? <laughs> uh, it was uh, Natalie's brother's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the evil well, uh, played by Alice, not Alison Williams. Um, uh, how am I forgetting your name? Ashley Williams. Um, yeah, the one from How I, I Met Your Mother, mother etc. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this episode doesn't have any weddings in it. And to be frank, you know, this is a, if well, <laughs> I was gonna say if this episode doesn't have God in it, but that's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> well, I was gonna say there is marriage. There's a marriage of sound and fury. Wow. Yes, that's exactly what William Faulkner had in mind. Uh, yeah. Actually, technically, he was quoting Shakespeare, so I guess that's what Shakespeare had in mind. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're talking about Mr. Monk goes to a rock concert. Uh, I have a distinct memory of watch of this episode. I don't know why, but I'm like I could t- for some reason I know for a fact that the night this episode aired because it aired on Fridays, me, my mom, and my great aunt went to the mall because my mom had to pick up something at Dillard's. So and then then we watched the episode. Just a little sneak peek into Jake's life. I just distinctly remember that's what we what did. What a great us. memory. What great a great memory. memory. Yep. Um it would be really nice, you know, if uh if if I could you know, if I could turn some of this memory hard drive I have into like RAM in this metaphor of me as a person, that'd be great. But uh, you know, just all hard drive. Anyway, what do you think of this episode? Uh it was whatever. I think the villain is a very hateable one he sucks ass but yeah. uh, aside from that uh i wanted like a little more from it but nonetheless still a good episode to watch yeah it feels like there's probably a good i think a problem with it is probably like 30 minutes of plot and then yeah because there's a couple bits speech balls specifically that just go on for so long and it's like did they like as they were shooting where they're like oh my god we only have 40 minutes <laughs> No, well, yeah, it was something like that, but there's, like, it's, like, they basically get, like, a, uh, like, when they first get to the concert, there's, like, a whole, like, five, not five minutes, but it felt like it was a long time of them just zooming in and checking out, like, Monk yeah. being around horrible dancing white people, yeah. Um, yeah. which is never how you want to spend your mm-hmm. time watching. Also, the white part in that sentence is redundant, but, uh. Uh, yeah, fair enough, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, a uh, there was a lot of filler in this episode, mm-hmm. that's ultimately why I, you, you'll see my score later, but, uh, yeah. but the villain is pretty good, um, mm-hmm. he's a pretty good dickhead. Yes, uh, I think that that's fair, um, and so, uh, we start off, we meet, uh, uh, Stork, who's a roadie, um, and, uh, cause of course that's a road, roadies all have names like that. Um, I, I just need to know how he got that name. Did he deliver someone's baby or something? Or that actually be a pretty on? cool way of getting that nickname. It's probably honestly something where like he probably I, stole a baby to like uh, what's it called? Uh, score some H. No, remember he doesn't do H. Come on, he's afraid of needles. You can smoke heroin. Oh, you can. You're right. You can. I don't know why I did. I, yeah, you can. Um, sorry, I apologize to all the heroin smokers who listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, he's walking around, he's looking for Chris Ketter, who is the villain, and, uh, I think, you know, honestly, not a bad name for a fake rock star. Chris Ketter sounds like a mid-tier rock star who was big in the the 90s. Um, it's basically a, sh- uh, a shout-out to Eddie Vedder, if we're being, yeah, we're keeping it, it a buck. It's funny, because what this guy reminds me a lot of is Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, in that, like, Musicians who sound like this just aren't popular anymore. <laughs> like, I, I, that was right. this isn't the biggest concert in the world, but like, there's no like I mean, the thing about *Stars Born*, which is honestly a movie I absolutely adore. I think that's hard to understand about it is it's like no one who makes music like Jackson Maine is selling out shows at Coachella. <laughs> like, there's just no one. Correct. Correct. And 100%. Chris Kenner makes similar music. Um, although this show is much more appropriately sized for someone who makes that type of music. Um, I have to say though, I love the name of the band, Trafalgar. Yeah, tra- great, great name of the band. And honestly, we'll get, to, we'll get to it. I, I, 
think that the fake song in this episode is significantly better than the average like fake song in a crime procedural show. I think they put in more effort into it. Um, than... Nah, for sure. For sure, but also they don't hold a candle to the Randy Disher. Uh, oh, of course experience. not. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Randy Disher project. Um, project, anyway, yes. So uh, Stork is looking for Chris Ketter, and he basically shows him a CD, and he's like, uh, you know, what the hell is this? And we eventually realize very quickly that uh, Stork is getting cut out of a song that he wrote um, by Chris Ketter. Right, it's a song called Peggy Goes to Memphis. Pe- Peggy's Gone to Memphis, I think. But Peggy's Gone to Memphis. Yes. And, uh, you know, Chris Carter's acting like, oh, your name's not on there? And Stork sees through the bullshit. And Chris Carter tries to offer him five grand, which is like, that's come on, that's stupid. Where are you going? Yeah, I mean, he uh, he really badly wants that beach house, so he needs a little bit extra for himself. Mm, he needs a squizzy scratch. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, Stork is like, man, I wrote that song. You know, I can prove it. I sent myself a registered mail with the sheet music, and I'm gonna call a copyright lawyer. What did he use as a copyright lawyer on speed dial? Okay, fine. But, uh, I mean, Stork knows some people I didn't think he knew. Um, I'm guessing he's used to Chris Ketter ripping off other people. So that's fair. He figured it, would, it wouldn't be this, it wouldn't be different for him. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not surprised that he sent himself his own song, but I don't know a copyright lawyer, you know? Do you know a copyright lawyer? Uh, no. I try exactly. to know as few lawyers as possible. Wow, damn. Shouts, sh- just big shots at the legal profession. Um, <laughs> you were going to say shouts first. Well, no, I mean, I have no problem with lawyers. I mean, I I think that they're, I think that, uh, society, I think, gives them too bad of a rap generally. <laughs> given that there are no, such sure. jokes, even there are such jokes as, uh, what do you call 100 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean, a good start? It's like, I don't think the lawyers warrant that. <laughs> That's a bit much. I mean, to be fair, I, I did watch, like, at least three or four seasons of Suits, so I can't be that contempt. Yeah. I, know, I know. I, have but, a, but, I have, a, like, a second cousin who is a lawyer, but, who's a cool guy, who, uh, you know. I, I, that's when I was thinking of a copyright attorney. When I had one contract, when I was doing a podcast thing with a company and I had a contract, I was like, who's the one lawyer I have in my distant family? And so I sent it to him, and he's like, yeah, this is pretty standard stuff. You can feel comfortable signing it. So he's my copyright lawyer. Um, anyway, uh, it, it all, no, yeah. sorry. One last oh, thing. It course. also reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of like, uh, Lionel Hutz from the Simpsons. No, I'm not. Where he like, he, he like, he like thinks to himself like, oh God, what would a, what a, what would a world without lawyers be? Cause he's a lawyer on the show. Yeah. And so he has that little thought mm-hmm. bubble and it's basically everyone like holding hands and clapping around and being so happy. And he like shudders at the thought. I'm just like, hell yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, as he's calling his copyright lawyer, Chris Ketter hits him over the head with a bottle. Um, and then in the least cool move of all time, no disrespect to anyone who has asthma, right after hitting him over the head, he takes a shot of his inhaler, <laughs> which is just like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, well, it probably tasted good. Maybe he his breath was a little funky. As, uh, well, as no, he probably was too he was panicked and he's going to have an asthma attack. No, I know, but I know. But also, like, dude, who the hell dies from just getting glassed once? Like, come on. Well, no, he doesn't die. Later on, when you see him, he dies from the heroin. Later on, when you see him in the Porta John, he's. Oh, alive. he makes him OD. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like the. It looked like no, it, no, but no, I guess no, they no. would have. I guess they would have seen that he actually did yeah. if it was. Also, the time in between, like, it would be like he would have been dead for like eight hours by that time, and I think that he probably would have. Uh, you know, you. I don't know if you, I don't know if. Uh, I assume that you're. You can't just inject stuff into someone's veins after they've been dead for eight hours without it looking weird. Um, anyway. uh, probably. So we cut to the theme song, then to the station, and uh, Natalie and Monk are there because Natalie's trying to get a, uh, you know, reimbursement for a dry cleaning bill that they incurred during a case, um, which good for them, you know, get every penny you can. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for them, the um, <clears throat> the person that dishes out the money, so to speak, isn't mm-hmm. available. And who is it that who is the disher outer of the money? Uh, it's our good friend, Lieutenant Randall Disher. Yes, he's out sick, though. Apparently he has a cough and a fever. He's not doing good. Did you know it was going there? Did you know it was going there? Because I, I mean, did not. I mean, I've seen the episode before. I, the first time I saw it, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I think probably just because goes to a rock show, and then, like, if there's no reason why... Like, in, even though in real life people are sick all the time, in movies and TV shows, people are only out sick if they're dying or lying about it. You know what I mean? 
Like, it just doesn't if happen. If they're dying, if they're lying about it, if there's a schedule conflict, then they couldn't record on that day. Yes. No, Film. that's true. But, no, but they usually don't... They usually write them out without them just being sick. Because I think that it's usually like, oh, he has to go to a case in Sonoma. Because you, you, they want to establish that they're not going to show up at any point. Um, anyway. Right, 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 right. So, uh, Stomart gets a call, and it's from uh, Karen. Um, and she's got some bad news. Yeah, uh... Looks like Jared's gone. Uh, he's gone missing. They can't find him. Or no, he's not. Well, sorry. they know he's, where he is. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's he's playing hooky. He's not at school though. That's where he's not. Uh, did you ever play hooky? No, because the school that I went to, they would call your parents. I I never did, up. just because like I uh, well, I, I, in the actuality, one of the things is that uh, for my first year of school, my older brother drove me and my younger brother. Uh, I mean, younger brother, my twin brother, Jesus Christ. He drove He drove his younger brothers, is what I was going to say. And then the other next two years, my mom drove us. And then our senior year, me and my bro- my twin brother went together. And, like, when you have to coordinate with someone else, like, also, I never would. I never wanted to because I'd be too afraid of getting in trouble. But it was also, like, what was I going to do? Like, hey, Michael, I know that you want to go to school, but just drop me off, like, a few blocks <laughs> back there. Um, yeah, I mean, there was zero chance in hell that you would have ever ditched, like, oh, of course when not. you asked me uh, this question. Of course. I'm the biggest scaredy cat of getting in trouble in the whole world. Um, and anyway, so we basically, he went to a rock show. Um, and Monk, to everyone's surprise, said that he used to go to rock shows all the time. Now, did you know where this was going? <laughs> no, I actually did not. Because they, we had that episode where he went back in the past and he listened to rock bands Oh, or right, 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 right. Yeah. So I thought maybe he was, like, with it. I don't know. Knowing where it's going, I love the line, I used to take the bus into town and see the stones. <laughs> I, You know what? I missed that line because that would have probably teed me off. Uh, <laughs> but that's funny. It, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, they get there, and Monk is completely apoplectic. He's like, what kind of rock show is this? Which I think that this bit is funny. Like, as a concept, he thinks it's going to be a rock show. Yeah, no, I I think, like, for the most part, like, I think the show is funny, but there's very rare times that the show makes me audibly laugh or, like, make mm-hmm. a noise, and this one definitely did. I was like, oh, my God, this poor guy. I guess just because it's because it's a repeated joke of Monk's obsession with rocks. It's just, <laughs> he right, got the rock polishing right. kit. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. I never, I'm never going to remember the name of the episodes, but I remember it was the one with the aquarium or whatever. Oh, well, no. Right? Well, the, no, you mean Mr. Monk and the Red Herring, but that's not the one with the rock polishing kit. The one with the rock polishing kit is, I forget actually which one it is because it's the one with Benji's birthday party. Um, but anyway, uh, where he gets in the rock polishing kit. Um, Wait, isn't the rock polishing kit the one that like they buy in like a gift store? No, that's an aquarium kit that happens to have a rock in it. Oh, okay, never mind. The rock okay, polishing kit, yeah, wrong. he gets Benji a rock polishing kit for his birthday. Sad stuff. Uh, anyway, um, Monk is like, it's an understandable mistake. And they're like, no. And then there's a great line where he's like, I can't stay here. There's thousands of them and not even one of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's got some zingers in this episode, yeah. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he's gonna go, uh, he's gonna wait by the car because um, he can't go inside. And uh, Stottmeyer goes up to the like the security guy, and he gives him the, he gives him the download of the information. He's like, "I'm looking for my son." And then there's a scene where you can, I think you can kind of tell what the uh, the core mess like the core heartfelt theme of the episode is going to be during the scene. You know, right, 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 right. Um, because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, he's he's giving the description of his son Jared. He's I guess 15 or 16. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like they say 15 first, but then after that they just keep referring to him as well, 16. Well, no, it's because he says 15, and then Natalie says... Oh, because he's wrong. Natalie says, oh, okay. isn't he 16? Um, yeah, and uh, and he's he, he gives him, like, a description. Like, that could be literally anybody. It's like a brown-haired kid with an yeah. earring. On what ear? Oh, I don't even know. Um, and Natalie knows, and, and it's, so, I think it's his yeah. left ear. Um, right, right, right. He yeah, did so that Natalie in knows honor of Mostaf's character in the Italian job. Um, anyway... Um, that's such a dumb reference. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then he asked for a photo, and the only photo he has is when he was like six. Yeah, uh, it's from a trip that they took to Cabo, um, mm-hmm. which you know you're not going to get very many leads if the only photo you have of the kid is from that long ago. Yeah, I, at that point, I just don't even think you give the photo. I think you're just like just uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I would just be like, can't you just have someone on stage just call out and be like, Jared, yeah. someone's looking for you? As yeah. embarrassing as that is, like, I mean, that just seems like the yeah. right move. Exactly. Um, 
Anyway, uh, I do love the bit where Stoudemire and Natalie walking, and Stoudemire's like, oh, you, you, so you think I don't spend enough time with him? And you think I'm avoiding my kids on purpose? <laughs> like, and she's not saying anything. Yeah, he's basically, he's basically just projecting and, like, he's just trying to, like, get into, or he's doing us a favor by, you know, um, letting us know what he's going through. I mean, that is a very common, uh, you know, that's what people do. Then They project their... Uh, guilty series. people, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, not even just guilty people. You, you mean you don't, you, you mean something you don't, project your insecurities onto other people um all the time i mean maybe i do that i probably do it more than most people but i do it all the time i do it like as a joke mostly but oh yeah, well I no not not aud- not so much audibly like sometimes audibly but like for example when i'm talking to my therapist there'll be so many times where i'll be like yeah i worry that this and this and this person th- i mean that this person thinks this and this and this about me and she's like jake have they ever said that they feel that about you no is it possible that you think that about you and you're just putting it on them yes <laughs> so like yeah i mean i do it all the time um, okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm different, but I, I th- honestly, I think I'm right here. I, I'm willing to go on the limb. I feel like most people do that. I probably just don't realize when I yeah. do it, but yeah, I'll, um, I'll go with you. So Monk is standing by the car, and he points out that there's no dancing here, <laughs> which I just love as a concept. Yeah. It's a parking lot, and it basically looks like Woodstock 99. It's some very, like, uh, like it almost looks like mid-90s kind of, like, styled people. Um, took yeah. me back. It definitely does not look like 2006 or whatever when this episode takes place. Um, it definitely feels like 1999. Right. Um, My question is, do you happen to know if any of the people that are performing on stage are actual bands that I just didn't know? I, I, I kind of wish Korn was going to be there. I imagine they're probably, they're probably small bands. Just because that, that actually used to be probably cheaper than to, like, why would you know why would you hire, like, an actor to play? I think because you, you wouldn't need to get someone in SAG if they're not saying lines. So I think, I imagine they're probably just, like, small bands in L.A., or, you know, wherever. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I do wish that there was a cameo from Korn. Um, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have taken it a full grade up. Oh, 100%. And then there's people hooking up on Stoudemire's car, which Monk really should have been more forceful because I, although Monk's complaints are dumb, I think, hey, that is the captain of the uh, the San Francisco Police Department's car. You shouldn't hook up on it. Like, that's not a bad piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a bad piece of advice, but, you know, technically these people are the type of people to, like, you know, fuck the police, literally. Almost. Of course. Yes. So, um, yeah. yeah. But they might be more of, into it if you told them that. That's actually. true, but they're, they also are the type of people who, in, like, ten years will be like, I mean, we have to respect everything the police say. Um, so, you know, let's be Oof. honest. Yeah. Um, so Monk, he needs to get a cab, um, so he's looking for a payphone, and, uh... There's a really dumb bit, which I Monk does this happen so many times with Monk. Actually when I say so many times, I think like three times. Where someone is like into music or something is pointing and Monk is like that way. It's like, Monk, you're not that much of an idiot. <laughs> like you can't actually think that he's pointing. Right, 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 right. Um and so he goes to get to into the payphone and he doesn't end up at the payphone. Where does he end up? He ends up in honestly, I one of my worst, the places I hate the most. He ends up in a porta potty, which at a concert in particular, or like a sporting event, woof. Yeah, I've never been to an after a concert, obviously, um, and so I can't. But obviously, I've been to plenty of porta potties. Never, never good. Um, Have for, you ever been to a concert? I've been to yes, I've been to two concerts, but they both were at the same. Uh, they were at both at an arena. Um, Who was it? I, my first concert ever was I saw Radiohead. And then I saw Muse okay. at the, what's okay. now, I think, uh, the Amelie Arena. It used to be the Tampa Bay Times Forum in Tampa. Um, it's honestly one of the, well, absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's where the lightning play. It's really, really nice. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was going to be way more embarrassing for some reason. No, well, because my thing is, my parents were not the type that would let us go to concerts when we were really young. So I didn't, I, my first concert when I was 15. Where, like, most people, it's like, I went to see, you know, so-and-so when I was nine. But, like, I never would have was able to go to a concert then. So... Um, right. By the time I mean I, I mean yeah and so shouts to Radiohead shouts to Muse Radiohead was like three hours long which was awesome um, yeah shout that I saw Radiohead in Mexico City oh that's awesome um, yeah they played like twenty six songs just dope <laughs> just probably get to yeah. stay <laughs> you get your money you get your money's worth yeah exactly I remember there was a great bit and this is a complete sad thing they're like preparing for I forget what song they're playing it was a song with a lot of uh, pianos and they're kind of just riffing and they were going tons of stuff and Ed O'Brien who's the second guitarist you know this uh, mm-hmm. was doing a bit on piano, and then everyone just stops, and Tom Merrick just points at him and says, Ed's playing Space Invaders, because he was doing the Space Invaders <laughs> on their piano. Great stuff. Was he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> okay. And then they went, I forget what song they went into, but then they like, they, immediately they went right into it, which is awesome. Anywho, so Monk gets, is in the porta potty for, like, 
this is one of the bits where it's like, did they just not have enough episode? Because there's no reason that this needs to last as long as it does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just another another uh, thing that goes on way too long. But uh, it, that, that's basically it, right? Like, yeah. we just kind of... He goes in and then he'll... It, that's because nothing is happening. You literally just see the porta potty from a wide shot. Um, right. And then he goes, he leaves... And um, I do like the bit where he's at, talking after. I wish they just like, did, like, a fade, where you saw him go in, and then there's, like, a fade, and, like, clearly time had passed, and then he came out. You know, I don't need to see him. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think it's a funny come... bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he does end up coming out, and, like, he's acting, like, pretty normal at first, so it's just like, wait, what? He's, like, I thought this he's guy would be, like, throwing up. episode is what the problem is. <laughs> right, 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 right. It was another one of those things. And yeah. And then... Uh, not too long after that, like Natalie okay, goes Natalie right up finds to him. him. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. what were you doing? He's like, I was uh, making a call. That wasn't a phone booth. And he asked, he goes, that wasn't a phone booth. What was I talking to? Into where I put yeah. that quarter? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, the guy is traumatized. I would be too. Yeah. Um, I I want to know where he put that quarter too. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I imagine probably like the little slot where like the toilet paper is. I I don't know though. Um, nowhere good. Um, yeah, man, I hate porta bodies. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, as they're walking away, they see a porta potty that was listed as out of order is opened, and wouldn't you know it, who comes flopping out of it? Uh, your good, your former good personal friend, Stork. I actually don't mind that. Stork seems like a decent guy. <laughs> but like, I don't feel bad about that. I'll let him. Well, be my recently, friend. probably. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he cares, loves his daughter though. I mean, that's uh, Se- seventeen months sober. Yeah, and hey, I'll say this: before he became sober, doesn't mean he was a bad guy. I'm—I don't mean to high horse you, but uh, thank you for. Okay, much. fine, fair, fair enough, fair enough. That's right. Um, and so we cut away, and Kendra, Stork's friend, approaches Monk and Natalie, and basically is like, "There's something fishing going on. He was clean for 17 months, and he was afraid of needles." Um, and he's like, she's like, you don't just get a f- over a fear overnight, do you? And Monk's like, no. Now, are you afraid of needles, Andre Barrera? Uh, am I afraid of them? No, but I think it's disgusting. Like, I think, uh, like, the scene from Saw 2 where the girl falls into the pit of needles, like, I think that's one of the worst things I've well, ever seen. That's, I mean, that's like saying, like, I'm, I don't consider myself afraid of snakes, but, like, if someone got dumped into a vat of snakes, it would make me feel icky and uncomfortable. No, 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 no. But like, needles, like, a fucking bed of needles, bro. Yes, like but no one gets needles. a... I'm saying, when, like, are you... I'm basically asking, are you okay having your blood drawn, getting a vaccine, etc.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, but there's... there's getting, a mi- diff- getting a Microsoft chip inside of me so I can oh, start wanting yeah. mic- uh, Microsoft surfaces. Exactly. I mean, I want, I want Bill Gates to ignore him at all times. Um, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> did you say I want Bill Gates inside me at all times? I said to know where I am at all times, but inside me at all times okay. that works too. Um, <laughs> and so Kendra has his jacket, and they find a map. Uh, and I don't mm-hmm. mean the singing one from Dora the Explorer. Um, and I mean, sorry, that's just I don't know why I was thinking. I haven't seen that. I was too old for that. I know so you were. Hey, say you know uh-huh. I. I, I, every time I do podcasts, there's always people making references for things that I was too young for. It's occasionally sometimes I got to make a reference that the other person was too old for. You know, it's right, a, it's a, right, right. Um, fair. No, I stopped watching cartoons at a very young age, so like it's a very small category of things. But uh, Dora the Explorer, the map used to mostly just saying "I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map" over and over again. Um, that not sounds whack. Sure. It was oh, Dora the Explorer was incredibly whack. Um, okay. And uh, so he had an acupuncture appointment at seven thirty in the morning. Um, and, uh, they're going to go to that, but first we need to catch up with Randall Disher, who is, man, he's having a, he's having a good time. Yeah, he's, he's in the crowd. He's, he's feeling himself and, uh, you know, he, he yeah, he, he's, he's playing hooky. He's, uh, su- he's sipping on a, a brewski and, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just, you know, having, uh, having a good time next to a couple of girls. I, I don't really feel good about it, but like he's dressed very much like I dress in warm weather. Just a crew t-shirt, a plain crew t-shirt. And car- tan cargo shorts is definitely a look that I've done many times. I'm not proud of it. But in Florida especially, no one gives a shit how you look. So it's like, yeah, if I want to wear that, I want to wear it. Um, I yeah. mean, sure. My only thoughts are like, Randy Disher should have been up there. Oh, absolutely. The Randy Disher Project, they should have def- They should at least open for Chris Ketter. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, Cap, just to, you know, be, a f- be fun, he calls Randy. And it's like, hey, Randy, how you doing? 
and Randy does the whole fake sick thing. He's like, oh, my stereo is too loud. Um, which, boy, has that ever worked? <sighs> yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, obviously we can see Sotomayor, but there's no way he thought that that Sotomayor didn't know where he was hearing all this. Like, yeah, exactly. I get I, I get you got to commit to the to the act, but, man. Yeah, what clearly what you do is you don't answer the call. You mm-hmm. run, oh, far away, and then say, like, hey, man, I was in the bathroom vomiting. What's up? You know what I mean? Like, that's... What you yeah! Like, I, <sighs> I... It's just a real... I mean, but the thing is, Randy's so sweet at heart. You can't really blame him for not being great at manipulating people. Um, and right. I do there was love, caller ID yeah. back then, right? Uh, yeah. I do... Okay. Yeah. yeah. What uh, am I yeah. saying? Yeah. I do love that when uh, Steinmark confronts him, Randy's like, I was going to the doctor and... I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. He yeah. he's, he cla- he he immediately just takes it. Yeah, and so he's gonna join the search for Jared. And at this time, they're interviewing the acupuncturist, and um, which okay, randomly, th- is that a thing that's like around at every fucking rock festival? Like, I don't know why an acupuncture person on deck. I mean, and in San Francisco, I could see it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. It's also like I mean, I have thoughts on uh, acupuncture and other uh, alternative medicines. That I'll keep to myself, um, but I, so it's all you know. It's whatever. I, I've yeah uh, yeah. If, they, if it was if alternative medicine worked, they'd call it medicine. Um, so anyway, um, Monk really can't watch the acupuncture because he hates needles. Um, right. And keeps. I do like the monkeys poking the needles in the guy's back. Oh, I didn't. Man, I wasn't watching that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the acupuncturist says that the, that Stork, quote unquote, said that he got over his fear of needles. And that he was looking to score some H. That means heroin, Monk clarifies. Yes. It's not helium. N- uh, no, it would be hydrogen, if anything, because helium's H-E. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm, right, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm actually not sorry. That, this is, I, I just, you know, I live for moments. It even that. works because they're like, they're trying to blow up fucking beach balls, jackass. I mean, yeah, but you you can also. Oh wait, but it... no one puts a, no one puts them with helium because then they no, would just float, float away. No, and you uh, and you, I mean, no one does it with hydrogen either because of the Hindenburg. Um, oh right! Yeah, imagine imagine if someone put a beach buffalo hydrogen. <laughs> Dude, that would have been a sick murder for this whole thing well, if they just. Well, no, the problem is the thing is that hydrogen's it's flammable, but it wouldn't in a beach ball. It wouldn't be a problem because the reason why the Hindenburg had the issue is because like you'd have to set it's it on a tank fire. Leaking. Well, no, it's because you have like there was sparks that set it on fire when it like. I forget exactly why, but with a beach ball, I don't think there's going to be any sparks that, like, go inside of it and set it on fire. What if someone launches, like, a flaming arrow at it? I mean, in that case, then that's, you have the problem is that someone has an arrow with fire on it. Like, that's kind of a variable you can't really take into account. <laughs> like, a lot of things in the world would be dangerous if you had to take into account whether or not someone would have a flaming arrow. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. Anyway, uh... But one thing this guy, speaking of the beach ball, one thing this guy did do, Stork, quote-unquote, before uh, leaving, is he filled up the blue beach ball that almost killed Monk a couple times. Right. Uh, yeah, Monk's getting attacked by, by, by a beach ball. And I wonder if somebody was just doing that on purpose in the crowd. Had to be, right? I mean, he does look like a square, so, you know. Yeah. Um, and Kendra kind of is like, damn, it's so it's true. He was, you know, making love with that sweet Lady H, and I uh, did him in. Um and then Monk, he can't help himself. There's the light bulb. And what is, what, Andre, what does he do? He, uh, yeah, it's like a heat lamp and he, he has to touch it. He has that weird thing where he's got to touch things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he obviously does that and gets hurt. But, but you missed a, like a really good line that That's I right. liked when, when she's like, first of all, this acupuncturist is like such a narc. Secondly, uh, she mentions like, oh, at least he's now with Jimmy oh. and Janice. And yeah. Monk's like, who? And Natalie's just like, I'll explain later. <laughs> right, I forgot about that, yes. Um, that yeah, she is a narc. Um, in her defense, I mean, I, you know, I'm not even... I, I have some opinions that don't probably jive with most people who are cool about narc... Like, someone died of an overdose. Like, someone's dead. Like, I, I just tell us what happened. Like, I don't really... Oh, man, don't... Shh, keep it quiet. Don't... This, so if, a, if a person's, like, close friend and sponsor is asking about the last moments on Earth, 
I don't think you're narking by saying like, yeah, he said he wanted to get heroin. <laughs> I think that's acceptable. Stop, stop, stop snitching. Stop lying. I mean, I've long felt that. I've said I have no uh, stomach for not lying. Like if someone like to put the screws to me for two seconds, I'd snitch on anyone, which is why I don't do any illegal activity. <laughs> Because I know that, like, I just don't... It's so if someone's like, hey, you can go to, you'll can go you go to jail for five days, or you can say the worst thing you've ever heard someone do. It's like, well, I got bad news with the person who did the worst thing ever. Anyway, um, so, yeah. that, so don't do crimes to me is the uh, message. But yeah, Monk doesn't just touch the light bulb. He touches it twice, which is very funny. Um, and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go. He ends, up in the, he ends up in the tent, in the medical tent. But and, before uh, that, luckily... Stoudemire uh-huh. finds Jared, who... Um, Unlike the guy who played Dr. Kroger's son, actually looks like he's a teenager, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think. I know that he'd been mentioned before. Or Does he have more than one kid? Yeah, he has two kids. Remember, and Mr. Monk and the captain's wife, uh, Monk takes them to that 50s-themed restaurant? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, correct. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, he does look like a 15-year-old. Uh, and Just like any 15-year-old, he has terrible taste in music. Yep, and he also has an earring. Just kidding. I don't didn't really know any fifteen year olds that had earrings. Actually, I might know a couple, but um, you know. Uh, anyway, um, so Monk is he's in the medical tent. He's got bandages on his fingers, and he goes to see Stork's body, and wouldn't mm-hmm. you know it, he's got no mud on his boots. Yeah, he's he's got no mud on his boots, um, and obviously we see that there was mud all over the outhouse, mm-hmm. uh, you know, signifying that someone had to have carried him in, right? Well, yeah, because well, Natalie's like, well, of course not. Someone they carried him out, and he's like, yeah, but who carried him in? Wah, wah, wah. Great. Thing. That was interesting. Uh, and they also notice that, uh, or Monk also notices that there are no other track marks. So either he just decided to break his uh, sobriety streak, mm-hmm. or or somebody else shot him mm-hmm. up. And then I think the biggest the biggest smoking gun is on the like uh what's it called not the bandage the uh, it's like a rubber band tie yeah it, tie, yeah thing you tie uh, yeah I'm sorry guys I'm sorry I'm not very experienced in uh in uh, injecting yourself with heroin um I apologize that I, if I'm offending the heroin doing community but it wasn't there's no bite marks on it and the only way you can fasten it by yourself is to bite it so clearly that means someone else did it womp womp womp. Yeah, either that or you have incredibly... No, you can't because you're doing it too high. Andre's trying to demonstrate how to do it, but you, you, in order you can't get your arm. Uh, well, you could, could start it high and then you could pull it down. And I guess you could, but it wouldn't hand. be tight enough. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you do need to buy. I, I, I don't think that they're making that up. Um, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying there's a way. I'm poking holes, all right. That's okay, all I'm if there's yes, that's the thing, guys. There's a will. If there's a will, there's a way. If you're like, I need, I need to do this heroin, but I can't use my teeth. Um, right. Um, I think you could probably just do it through your feet, right? Isn't that a thing you can do? Um, yeah, you do it in between your feet, yeah. your toes. Yeah, not great. Um, and uh, so um, they uh, – sorry, I don't know why I lost myself. I, I didn't know that was very vague. I just wrote the words, you're in big trouble. And I'm like, who said that? Oh, yeah, Stoudemire said that to his son. Um, yeah, he grounds him for two yeah, weeks. He's ground, yeah, he's gone basically on house arrest. Um, and – as they're leaving, Monk stops Stahlmeyer, and he's got some bad news for everyone involved. Yeah, uh, it does. It, it doesn't look. He doesn't think it's an OD, so clearly he thinks it's uh, there's some foul play involved. So and, yeah, that and, means yeah, that means they can't go home quite yet. And who who's taking that news the hardest? Of course, Monk. <laughs> we right? can't leave. I love. We can't leave. We can't leave. We can't leave. <laughs> yeah. And then, Poor of course, uh, Randy and Jared do a little fist bump because they can stay at the concert because Chris Ketter's up next. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so they go to talk to, like, the maintenance guy who's like, yeah, you know, we didn't put up the out-of-order sign. And it was locked from the inside, um, which, you know, which that would suggest that it, was, that it was a real OD, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and, of course, while this is also happening, Monk can't be near the outhouse. So he's, like, on an adjacent hill with a walkie-talkie basically talking through, like, what he thinks could have happened. So he asks Ottomeyer, like, if there's, like, anything on the side of it. And, of course, there's, like, the little vent. Well, the so first he sees, Monk... he asks if there are any scratches on the door handle. Because, oh, right. And then there's a vent, yes. Yeah, there's a vent. So Monk deduces that somebody, like, somehow rigged uh, the lock from the outside to mm-hmm. lock him um, without him being alive, obviously. Yes. Um, the funny thing, too, not funny thing, but the weird thing, too, is it's like they kind of just gloss over that he would just do the heroin in a Portageon when he has his own trailer on the premises. 
Right. That's true. Wow, that's very true. Good yeah. point. Like, I get that people do heroin in bathrooms all the time, um, which is a thing I only know because of bathrooms that have blue lights. Um, no shout-outs to those. You, you don't know what? what okay. But, oh, like, no. I think it's blue, where bathrooms and, like, McDonald's and bad areas and stuff will have blue lights because you can't find your vein with that because you, you you can't see it uh, on your skin. Oh, wow. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. I learned that from uh, Deezus and Marrow episode once. Um, oh, my God. What? Okay. I did. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I believe that. And I've seen it elsewhere since then. It's like, oh, interesting stuff. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, they're thinking that it was, he was rigged to lock him from the outside. Um, and they get the medical examiner. And wouldn't you know it, there's a contusion on the back of his head and there was some hemorrhaging. Um, Wait, but there's one more thing. Oh, I, yes. I, sure. Yeah. Oh they, right! They find they find they they find a guitar string inside Sorry. of the inside of the outhouse. Yeah, a specific kind of a uh, mm-hmm. uh, guitar string. It's one that belongs to a twelve-string guitar, which I don't know if you knew, but a six-string guitar is a normal. I did know that. Uh, the normal I'm guitar. not a moron. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, no. Some people. Some people play seven string, like uh, yeah, the guys in Corn, for instance. That's true. Yeah. Just the so standard you know. guitar is six. Uh, and then you can have a 12-string guitar. You can be like the guy in Cheap Trick where you have two necks, which seems unnecessary. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, and then if you're yeah. a bassist, you only have four uh, four strings. Right. Um, I had a good mm-hmm. friend in middle school and high school who was a bassist, and he was really good at it. But anytime you, like, brag about, like, being – not brag, but he's like, yeah, I can play that song on bass. It's like, that's just not cool. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like, oh, man, I can feel really good at bass. Poor guy. Good, yeah, good nobody guy. cares about bassists. Yeah. Um, once again, really, really good at it, but no one, you know, doesn't matter. Anyway, so yeah, the right. medical examiner's there, and there's contusions and hemorrhaging. Um, and uh, speaking of hemorrhaging, I would not have been surprised if the early 2000s rock band Fuel made a cameo in this episode. That would have felt like the right level. Can you take it all away? That's, Wait, that's, that's not even Puddle of Mud. Fuel is oh, in my hands, in my hands oh, again. Oh, I like that song. I know, it's a good song. It's called Hemorrhage, parentheses, in my hands, which is why I made that joke. Um, right. So, uh, and Summer's trying to bond with his son, and he's like, you know, thanks for that help on the guitar string, Jared. We make a good team. And then the moment's immediately deflated when Jared sees the little poster that says, Runaway Child. I mean, I'm honestly impressed that the the, the area had, like, a scanner and, mm-hmm. and stuff to be able to print yeah. all that stuff out that quickly. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so he notices that the picture's very old, and he's like, what the hell? Like, is this, like, the only picture you have of me? And, you know, I don't blame him. Like, I mean, I'm not the type to keep photos. Of, well, also, it was a different time. Yeah. But I just, like, come on, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that it's a little unfair. But clearly, Would a 15-year-old really give a shit about whether their dad had a photo of them well, or not? No, because the thing is, it's not about that. It's it's not – it's not, this right. photo means something right. else. Because he, he says, well, that's the only photo you have, but you have thousands of pictures of your girlfriend, which is, like, rude. Right. Like, you know, his girlfriend's a fox. Don't be ridiculous on me. <laughs> It'd be crazy if, like, oh, he just had a bunch of, like, nude photos of her or something. <laughs> he's, he's, going through, he's, he's trying to look. He's, like, looking at the security guard. He's trying to look for a photo of Jared, and it's just nothing but nudes. That would be insane. <laughs> um, and um, Jared's like, we're not even, we're not partners. We're not even family. He's like, you think it's not hard for me? I lost my family, too. You know, just some good father-son bickering. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh it's it's been hard on both of them. It has been hard on both of them. You know, I I you know yeah. I don't come from a family of divorce, but it doesn't seem too much of I don't need to use much of an imagination to say that's probably hard. Uh, right. Um, and so we then go back and we see Monk goes to meet with Chris Ketter, who's uh, who's practicing. Um, Laura rehearsing, practicing implies he doesn't know how to play guitar. Um, and he, right. he does a little interview with him. And uh, he's, he's, this is when he's singing the song. Vegas right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he shows up and, and, you know, Monk starts asking questions. And he's like, why are you asking questions? Like, he starts, like, you know, basically pushing the OD, like, narrative. Yeah. Like, I just, just want to point out a line that I think about a lot is when he says, you're the rock and roll song singer, which is a th- phrase that I think about a lot. Um Oh, I also, I, I, a lot of times I want to call someone like, hey, isn't he that rock and roll song singer? Um, but of course, no one would get that reference, so I don't say it. Yeah, I can honestly say if you use that reference going forward, I probably still wouldn't know. That's fine, and about. I, I, and I, believe me, I wouldn't. Um, and I'm known for using references that no one gets a lot, but like that's such a specific thing that's just for me. Um, yeah. Anyway, he shows him the twelve string guitar, 
and he's basically like, you know, you have one. And of course, Chris is like, oh, anyone could steal my guitar string. Which big oversight on Chris Ketter's part to not to use a string that only he has. Right, exactly. Um, definitely that. And well, I mean, you could assume that if like if Stork was the roadie, then he would have access to it too. So that's, that's not true. that like no, because if he what, but the only reason they need the string is to lock it from the outside. If Stork actually OD'd, he wouldn't need a string at all. He could just lock it from the inside. Oh, right, yeah, you fucked up by dropping the, the string, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and uh, Monk's like, you know, let's all chill out. Um, and then Monk somehow knows that Chris is out of tune. And this is where it comes up that he plays the clarinet. And they laugh at him, which is like, I don't know, I feel like that's just disrespectful. Like, I mean, he plays the clarinet. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is just, well, it's not the beginning of him being a dick, but it's a, uh, the beginning of him being a dick to Monk, and, you know, I'm not here for that. Yeah, I, it definitely, uh, it honestly just makes Eddie Vedder look bad, because by all accounts, Eddie Vedder's a really nice guy. So, like, I don't, you know, I don't like that the guy who's clearly based on him is being such a dick. Um, right. And uh, Monk notices that um, Chris has got some mud on his boots, and so does Monk. Uh, they both right, but no one else does. No. And uh, so they're going to go look into Stork's trailer. And little note that is not important unless you, like, know how, like, unless you're paying, you know, until afterwards, really, where when Kendra mentions that she has a key, well, no, Kendra's like, we're going to go look at Stork's trailer. And Chris says, it's locked. Think about it. How would he know that it was locked unless he tried to get into it in the first place? That's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, So, yeah, he mentions that it's locked, and they they say that she's got a key because she was the only one that he trusted. Mm -hmm. Um, which just like, you know, now that he knows that the cops are going over there, all of a sudden he wants to tag along. I well, guess he doesn't need to rehearse anymore. Because he needs, he, there's something he needs in there. Right, um, right, exactly. And so, uh, um, they get inside the trailer. It's, you know, kind of disgusting. Um, Pretty big though. It is it big, yeah. Nice it's nice. It. I, just, I just watched Nomadland last night. Incredible. He's, Everybody's watched it. I mean, Shit, I need to see it. It's incredible. I mean, what if it's, it's do, like it's kind of like saying like Parasite was good. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, it's not as good as Parasite, but still. Anyway, yeah. Friends of a Dorman lives in the back of a van, and in comparison to that, this is beautiful. But anyway, I do love the thing that Monk says where because well, Kendra's like, yeah, we sometimes would take trips together, and Monk's like, where would one of you go if one of you wanted to be happy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, solid point. I don't. I I would be a mess. I mean, if it was cleaner, I wouldn't mind taking a trip in an RV. I've never done so, but I, it does, that's not that bad of a thing. I wouldn't. I need a bathroom, like a good bathroom. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm imagining like a decent, like, they definitely make RVs that have, like, good bathrooms. Like, it's not... I can't afford one. I'm uh, Sure, but, I, I mean, I, I don't think... I wouldn't take an RV until I could afford one that had, like, a decent setup, um, if that makes sense, you know? Like it's one of those things okay. where I don't want to. I I I'm someone who I. But I'm, if you had if you had if you had the money for a decent RV or yeah. setup, would you just rather take a trip somewhere else or do something else? Like no, honestly, because of since I didn't travel a lot as a kid and there's so much of the country I haven't seen, read all of it, I would want to at some point take an RV trip. That would actually be really important to me. I would just like to do that. Okay. Um, sorry. All right. Um, also because I feel like that's the type of thing where you can. It's a better trip for bonding with the people you're with because like if you go to like you know, a beach or whatever, or, like, somewhere else, a lot of it's about doing experiences, whereas most of the time when you're on the road with an RV or whatever, you're, you're just spending just with time with people. people. Exactly. And that's my favorite yeah. part of any vacation. Anyway, um, so this is where we learn that Chris Carter takes his inhaler, and we learn that it's from Denmark, um, which uh, I don't know why you would need to import, an, an, uh, like, an asthma medication from Denmark, but sure. Um uh, I mean, apparently they don't sell ones that are mint scented or taste or flavored or whatever. I don't think that that's true. I, 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 mean, I mean, of course it's probably not true. Well, no, I don't think that they're trying to say that only. Yeah, that's not true. You can, I don't think that the point is that the reason he gets it from Denmark is because they don't sell mint ones in America. I think it's a one that is mint that happens to also only be sold in Denmark. Um, right, but more importantly, that's the reason. I mean, it's why we know. Yeah. It's why we need it for this exactly. episode. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, um, we monk sees a photo of a little girl and of course stork has a daughter maybe he delivered her which is why he's called stork uh, but what's his daughter's right. name his daughter's name is margaret and where is she she's in uh 
Tennessee, Memphis. I now, believe. did you did you put that together at the mo- at the time or no? no? Okay, no. I didn't, but that's all. I was also like ten, so I moved to myself. But yeah, it definitely Margaret and Peggy are far enough away where you don't immediately put it together, which is nice. Um, yeah, if, I would do Maggie first. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, Chris has got to go, but not before he takes he steals the registered mail envelope that he sent to himself. Uh, Strokes right, himself. which would have which would have had the lyrics to the song and the right? sheet music, yes, and the sheet music. But also, um, uh, we failed to mention that uh, basically Monk starts to put it together when he finds like a rhyming dictionary. Oh, or, right, or right, Natalie yeah, finds he was it. One, songs. one of them, yeah. Yes, yeah. he was writing songs, so yeah. like that's already getting yeah. our gears. Like we know that, mm-hmm. and but they they're starting to yeah. see that now. And so after Chris leaves, Monk immediately notices because he's Rain Man that an envelope is missing. And then they see, like, a little tag. Because basically registered mail comes with, like, a receipt with it. A receipt saying that he sent something to himself. And Kendra's like, yeah, that was a song he wrote. He sent to himself. Um, and uh, they're now putting the, – they basically got the pieces. They know what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's not enough um, for what they need. Like, they need they need physical evidence. And they need the envelope. They just wa- Yeah, they need the envelope. And it just walked out. Yes. So the, he goes on stage. And sure enough, they've got some pyrotechnics on stage. And I'll say this. Chris Cutter is a good he, – he's good at, do, at like, selling it because a novice criminal would Im- just immediately put the envelope on the fire. But first he takes, like, his bassist hat to make it seem like he's just burning shit. You know what I mean? Like that's – Right, right, right. It's like, he's, like a magic a true trick. showman. It's like a magic trick where you do something normal, like, twice before you do it the magic way, you know? Um, right. If that makes sense. Uh, and, so, yeah, he burns the envelope. Um, and, uh, this is where Monk tells him, tells Stalmeyer Disher that Chris is the guy, and he shouts, uh, what happened. You don't have to shout it, but tell me what happened. So here's what happened. Basically, we saw Chris kill Stork in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He then proceeds to dump the body in the outhouse with the OD setup. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was planning to set it. He, and as a result, um, because a lot, some people knew that he was sober, he had to make it look like he relapsed. Well, he didn't, um, he forgot he was sober because he sees the chip. Is what was implied. Yes, basically, exactly. Um, and so he he had to set him up to make it look like he was back on drugs. So he eventually he he starts to dress. He dresses up like Stork to further the alibi. So he goes to he goes to the rigmarole. He goes to the acupuncture uh, thing. Why does he go to the acupuncture? Because thing again? he needs people evidence that uh, Stork is no longer afraid of needles. Yes. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty fucking genius uh, yeah. thing, to be quite great honest. Stuff. Yeah. So then, on his way back, he goes like he pa- he's on his way back to like wherever the hell he's gonna do, it. and some lady stops him because he needs help blowing up the beach ball. Beach ball. Mm-hmm. And basically, that is what we need to find now. The yeah. beach ball is the evidence because it has his inhaler stuff in it. And then there's like a five minute sequence of them trying to get uh, the beach ball. Um, which is kind of dumb. Monk gets on stage like, I don't mean to kill your buzz. And the thing that, the only redeeming part of the scene is where he says, I have a dream where hippies and straights can live side by side. Well, not too close because of the smell. Uh, <laughs> As a monk right, hates right. hippies. Oh my God, I know, man. He really needs to get his act together. He just hates it. Like, Monk is a nice guy by all counts, except when it comes to hippies. Right. Um, um, and, uh, now Chris Ketter is trying to grab the ball cause he's done with his concert and mm-hmm. it ends up on like a cat, like a stand or whatever. Jared climbs up and Chris is like, Hey, don't give it to that cop. You don't trust cops. Do you? Um, which, right. Jared just sort of said like, that's my dad. Like they, they gotta go with the scene with that. With that. I wonder what Chris Ketter's thinking like, man, this kid sucks. You trusted a cop over me. Um, but right, I mean, there was no chance that he was not gonna just give it to his dad. Um, but also, yeah, he tries to play that whole like rebel card, like "come on, man, don't be a square," that kind of thing. And obviously, uh, Jared ends up giving it to his dad, mm-hmm. uh, much to Chris's dismay. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you little punk. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, they're leaving after in the end bit. They're leaving the concert, um, and Randy has a Chris Ketter T-shirt that he's gonna sell because it's gonna be worth a lot. Honestly, not a bad move by Randy. Um, oh, yeah, to have dude, a t-shirt geez. from the concert that he got arrested at, honestly, that's valuable. Um, and Monk's like, I don't like this new music. I like the old songs. Why is no one writing any new old songs? Um, he clearly is not familiar with uh, your good friend, 
uh, God, what was that fucking band's name? The okay. one that played like Super... I guess no, not Mumford and Sons. Ah, no, never mind. No, and I do not make me friends with Mumford and Sons. I see most of the killers in Monk. I'd be more happy to be friends with than the people of Mumford and Sons. Um, Damn. I honestly just do, do not like any new folk. I mean, I don't like old folk music, but I just kind of respect it. When people actually were folk, like fine, but like even like 2012, you're like playing with like tambourines and like whimsy instruments, and you're a bunch of British guys with like no personality. Fine. Like, Ooh, that's true. I don't give a shit about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. And Stoudemire in uh you know Jared going to the photo booth to get some new photos for his wallet, and uh there's one that's kind of awkward. One where Randy jumps in, and then one that's a nice photo, and then the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. good good relationship. Uh, they have. Yeah. It's all solved. They'll never have another problem again. No. Um, with that in mind, what do you give this episode out of 10? I gave it a 7.5. I gave it a 7.5 as well. We're uh, we're very much in sync. Um, and Nice. Yes. Uh, I Naturally, because of the whole Jay Christie thing, I'm going to have to be J.C. Shazay. I don't know um, who you're going to be, but, you know, it's up to you. Um, Lance Bass. Lance Bass. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not Chris Kirkpatrick, even though he's the oldest one. No, Bastard. that's true. Um, man, Chris, he just he, he looks so much older than them, too. It really is a problem. Um, right. Anyway, you can follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre will follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J. Christie. Keep listening. Keep rating, subscribing. Uh, keep giving us feedback. Um, keep answering our questions. If we've ever asked a question of your profession, even if it was an episode like four of the show, if, like, we asked a question for, you know, um, flight attendants, and you're a flight attendant, please answer the question. Um, but, yeah, um, more important than all that, please tune in this Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk meets his dad. <laughs> Let's get monkey, baby. Monkey, baby.